The Life, Love, and Leadership Podcast is a presentation of Marissa Q. Payne International, Dr. James Payne Speaks, and the Foundation for Successful Marriages with Rare Gem Productions. Learn more at SuccessfulMarriages.org. And here are your hosts, the doctor and the missus, Marissa Q. Payne and Dr. James Payne. Welcome back to Life, Love, and Leadership with Dr. James and Marissa Q. Payne. I am Dr. James Payne. You are not Dr. James Payne. The two shall become one. You are Marissa Q. Payne. (laughs) And I am Dr. James Payne. And uh, we're so excited to have you with us uh, for this thrilling episode of the Life, Love, and Leadership podcast. Just like to mix it up every once in a while, you know? Yeah, I see that. I see that. Sometimes it just, you know, you just like to spice it up a little bit. Wow. Just make sure you're on your toes. So so that's spicy. I do get to represent you. Like, I pretty much can be you Mm. for all intents and purposes. So I will say, however, I can't. I say that, but then saying I can represent you, that just made me take it back because I can never think like you think. I mean, Mm. I can like tap into it for purposes, but you are one complex being mm, whom yeah. I love dearly. Complicated melody. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. If this is your first time listening, you've already gotten a taste of what this podcast is like. Uh, we recommend you get a notebook because in between all of the banter, the laughing, and the shade, we tend to drop some real tips, tools, nuggets you can use in life, love, and Leah. <laughs> Leadership. Leadership. <laughs> it's the end of the year. Like, we are struggling, quite <laughs> frankly. <laughs> we are struggling. Things get real towards yeah. the end of the season. But <laughs> we're, we're hanging in here. So, hubby, lighten this up. What's the, what's the big idea for today? Well, today's big idea, we're going to be talking about issue spotting in relationships. Uh, and how to get ahead of small issues before they become major issues. Because the reality is that there's no such thing as an out-of-the-blue relationship problem. There are always mm-hmm. warning signs uh, before there's a complete breakdown. So today we'll be talking about how to get in front of your minor issues before they escalate and become bigger, more damaging uh, problems and issues. That's good. I've been you I've been like fascinating with this analogy that I've been using a lot lately mm. um, with a dryer vent. Mm. I know this is so random, <laughs> but you know how you, you know, pull the lint out of the yeah. dryer. Ours um there's like I've noticed that there's like a bunch of lint like inside that section of the dryer. So once you pull the lint thing out, the filter out, mm-hmm. I still see extra lint. But like the the um, passageway is too thin, really, for me to kind of get in there. Mm. And um, I was super excited recently because I realized that there are there, I should have known this. There's an app for everything. Right. But there mm. there is a service where they will come clean your lint vent. Mm. And I was like, I definitely need that. Right. Yeah. I don't know how long it's been building up or how much better our dryer could have been functioning. Yeah. But <laughs> but I'm excited to kind of, you know, it's been building up and to act like so if it went out and we acted surprised. Yeah. That would just be yeah, unrealistic because yeah. it's like you, there were some signs there. Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny you mentioned that. I was talking to uh, your sister the uh, other day, uh-huh. and she had a low tire pressure light on her car uh-huh. uh, for like a week, uh, and then was just driving down the highway, <laughs> oh. and the tire exploded. 
Uh, and, you know, now what could have been a quick trip to the gas station to put some air in the tire uh, turned into a hundred plus dollar expense to replace the tire and do some corrective work to the rim, uh, all because the small issue was not addressed before it got out of hand. I had not heard that story. Yeah. I didn't know she had a light on. I knew she had a blowout. I didn't know she had a light on. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. She mentioned it. She said she had, the light had been on for like a week and she just ignored it. Yeah, so about that, I got an airbag light on in my car. <laughs> Duly noted. So so before you're driving down the street and randomly the bag just blow into your face, you you want the issue. Actually, my fear is that it won't deploy if I need it, you know. Mm. But we we had it checked once and they were like, it's nothing. So it's it's kind of boy who cried wolf. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to check that out again. We digressed as usual. Yeah, but before we get into all of that, as always, I got to know what's going on in that pretty head of yours. What's on your mind today, baby? So now you didn't say little. So what should I make of that? It's, it's a script. <laughs> it's pretty little head of yours. <laughs> yes, yes. What's going on in that pretty little head of yours? What is going on in my mind this week? So we had um, a death in the family, mm -hmm. um, extended family. Yeah. And um, I've just been thinking about the strength of love. Mm. Um, Glenn Miller, who is my sister-in-law's uncle, mm -hmm. um, but he gave her away at her wedding. Yeah. My sister-in-law has been my sister-in-law for 30 years, um, or I guess 25 years, technically sister-in-law, but she's been in my life for 30 years. Mm -hmm. So her family is like our family. Yeah. And it was a big, big blow to the family. Um, Glenn was um, an amazing man, mm. you know, just a really quiet spirit, um, but very present. He raised, you know, two amazing boys, men who now, you know, have children and families of their own. Um, he was always smiling like he he was just. You know, I never really got a chance to tell him. You don't often walk around and just tell people how much you admire him. But he was just one of those kind of silent forces that mm -hmm. you notice. Yeah. And, you know, his his transition was unexpected. And um, around uh, right before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I've been thinking a lot about that and just the the beauty of his memorial service, obviously, in COVID times. It's another example where people, you know, couldn't necessarily come out personally. But um, those that did, the love was just apparent. His legacy was apparent. Mm -hmm. And I think I've been thinking a lot about, you know, his wife. They were married, I think, a little over 40 years. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Right. And. Her strength um, that, you know, she exhibited during and, you know, I think since I think, you know, losing a long we talk about building a love that lasts a lot. Yeah. And I don't think we've talked about, you know, what happens when a partner transitions mm -hmm. um, and, you know, what that looks like. And we've seen that up close and personal with a few of our really close family and friends um, and I, I just am humbled by what that looks like. I mm. think that we, that's something we should talk about in the future, yeah. but I'm humbled at the strength that I've seen. In my case, it's been mostly women with mm -hmm. the men transitioning unexpectedly. Um, but you know, that 
bond and sort of what happens in the aftermath mm-hmm. and what you expect it to look like. Like everyone else is just kind of like, I couldn't go on. I couldn't go on. But um, I think that in most cases, the women that I've seen experience it go on with such grace yeah, and strength and strength um, that I, I'm just really curious about that. I want to, I want to talk more to them about that, but um, I just wanted to kind of use my uh, voice, you know, to say um, shout out to Glenn and Debbie Mm -hmm. and what a blessing, you know, they have been for us Mm -hmm. um, to have as an example. Um, And, you know, we see you and we love you. Yeah. Yeah. I echo uh, those sentiments Uh, just considering, you know, Glenn Miller, um, literally the coolest guy on earth. Yeah. Uh, and, um, just their relationship, uh, was just kind of a model, uh, for us, uh, in kind of watching how they seamlessly engaged and interacted, uh, how easy it was for them to walk in agreement and alignment. And, uh, just really, really, really the ease of that relationship, uh, was something we definitely looked to as a model, uh, their ability to, you know, rear effective children that go out and do meaningful things in the world. Like they were just, you know, all within the guise of quietness, not necessarily making a lot of noise, right. uh, so to speak, uh, but just being very intentional uh, and very purposeful with how they live their lives, what they accomplish, how they showed and demonstrated and exercised love to everyone within their sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was a it it's just amazing to watch. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about, you know, we've done, um, you know, we've done single and mature. We've mm-hmm. done early in relationship. Like we we got to do, you know, 40 plus game yeah. and see what they have to offer. Because I think that those that I know, you know, it's like this mythical kind of thing. You know, like I feel like I I never witnessed them. Mm. Um I didn't witness their drama. <laughs> I don't know what the people that got years and years in the game do, but I didn't witness it. Not to say that that's a good or bad thing. I feel like everybody that knows us knows we got drama. <laughs> and I don't think that's a good or bad thing. Like there's no judgment on it. It's just an acknowledgement, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe it's a reflection of, you know, that generation and just sort of how, what they value and, yeah. and, and all of that. But mm-hmm. um, I, I definitely want to talk more. Yeah. I think, you know, just hearing you say that, I think we're more uh, transparent than a lot of people. Uh, and, and so I, I definitely believe everybody goes through and deals with, with something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are just, uh, I think, more transparent, and open with sharing it with uh, the world. Um, yeah, I think that that's part of our mission is to help. Yeah younger couples earlier stage relationships Mm -hmm. recognize get them out of isolation yeah absolutely right thinking that oh you know there's this like i said mythical thing about these long-standing couples Mm -hmm. that weird there must be something wrong with us and something right about them but that that i try to shatter that as much as i can yeah and so i i say two things about you just keep giving me opportunities to do it yeah shame on me (laughs) 
Shame on me um, uh, if if I know some good information that will help you succeed in relationship and I don't share it. Mm-hmm. But then shame on you if I make the information available and you don't take advantage of it. Yeah. Uh, and we talk about it all the time about not getting all of your life lessons off the retail rack. Don't pay, you know, brand new prices all the time. Get some of them things off the used and gently used rack yes. uh, and save yourself some time. Good stuff. Yeah. So that's what's on my mind this week. What's going on in that brilliant brain of yours? So I was reading uh, a book this week and a a quote jumped out at me uh, that I thought was uh, important and significant. And the quote just said this, that addictions are reactions to emotions we can't handle. Uh, And so when you think about addictive behaviors, uh, addictive patterns, we're all a lot of times in a lot of ways trying to find ways to hide or run from uh, some measure of pain, Mm -hmm. uh, if you will. Uh, And so uh, there's a tendency for us to become addicted to things that don't serve us uh, and don't help us live the highest and best expression of who we are. Uh, And so I think everybody has some measure of addiction uh, and just being mindful of the things that you allow yourself to become addicted to. Uh, if you will. And so uh, just kind of processing and evaluating my own uh, uh, life and and trying to see, OK, so what are the, the kind of addictive behaviors uh, that I have that I need to streamline and cut back? Uh, and one of the things that jumped out to me is I'm a big retail therapy person. Mm. So when I don't feel good about myself or what's going on in my world at the time, my I just go shopping. <laughs> charge it i just swipe um, i just go shopping i just go shopping but you know i i have uh I've been really 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 working to uh scale that back uh and to to dig into those feelings a little bit more uh as opposed to giving those feelings the escape of that addictive patterned behavior that's good yeah 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 so that's kind of what's what do you, been on my do you, mind do you have an observation of what i might be addictive well, I think you have uh, an addictive behavior oh, work. W- with respect to work. Yep. Yeah. I was like, I couldn't think. I was like, what? What could it be? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that, that, that's the biggest barrier that you have to scale is being able to find balance in between being purposeful mm-hmm. uh, and doing and doing work and, you know, actually living beyond that to connect with the humans uh, that you are doing life with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's your biggest barrier because I call you my little robot all the time. <laughs> like you are a, a machine. <laughs> I haven't seen anything like it in terms of, um, that's so funny. I have this image of me having a little, you know, the little wind up behind me or what have mm-hmm. you. Since you're saying I'm a I can see robot. that. <laughs> I can see that. I, I'll check for that later. I um, can see that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. And so read me the quote again. Now I got to process it. Addictions are reactions to emotions we can't handle. Mm. And so I'm not sure. And and this is something you may need to spend more time with to Mm -hmm. determine what are what are the emotions that that particular addiction is responding to. Mm hmm. Lord have mercy. Yeah. Where's my notebook? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. That's yeah. really rich. That's good. So maybe I'll share, um, reflect on that and share back when mm. we go live this week. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a plan. But yeah, that's what's on my mind uh, this week. Just processing through that, slowing down uh, and really processing how the behaviors that I'm exhibiting, in this case, the addictions, um, what they're connected to, getting to the root so that we can solve instead of just, you know, outletting to these addictive behaviors. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. All right. So for this week's fight of the week, we get to talk about a gift. <laughs> it's been a theme lately. Okay. But it's not a request for me. It's a re- it's about a gift that you gave. Hmm. Okay. Which we talked about. So we had our daughter on recently as a guest. Mm. And she, you know, has been talking about, you know, how she's adjusting and really struggling as she kind of leans into this adulting thing. Mm-hmm. And so she's been able to, you know, she's she hasn't found like her one major professional first job out of college. But she's kind of, you know, she has multiple side hustles and, you know, a couple of part time jobs that she's been streaming together. And so she um, bought herself an Apple Watch on like Facebook Marketplace. And apparently, unbeknownst to me, you negotiated a deal with her <laughs> to buy her a new one mm. versus the used one that she had sourced yeah. and purchased with her own money. Mm-hmm. And I guess y'all went halvesies on it or something. Mm. And you told her that that would be her Christmas gift. Mm. When I heard about this, <laughs> um, you felt the way I was mad. <laughs> yeah. you, you felt the way. So uh, can, can I add con- context now? Sure. So uh, Jewel shared with me that she had purchased this watch. She showed me uh, the watch. She showed me where she'd gotten from uh, the um, version of it. It was like a, a dated version oh my gosh. Uh, of, of <laughs> <laughs> of the watch. And if, if I can be completely honest and transparent. So when I found out that she had bought that watch from the marketplace and whatnot, I was like, no, nah, that's not good enough for my baby. Wow. And so I actually just wanted to, you know, just get her uh, the latest and greatest. Uh, and so what I what I did, I say, OK, if you sell this one, you you know, you got to recoup your money back from this one. Cause I don't, I didn't like this decision. <laughs> you got to get your Just money curious, back. From this was one. she complaining? Uh, she wasn't necessarily complaining. She, was happy. she wasn't complaining. She was happy, but I wanted better for her. And so I told her, Ugh. if you sell this, uh, then I will, uh, uh, you know, meet you halfway. Uh, I actually ended up going a little further than half to, you know, get her a five. And, um, I actually ended up getting her a six, which is the latest and greatest, because that's just how I roll. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I wanted this for her. So, um, yeah, yeah, I did that. So so it's interesting because we had not one but two arguments, disagreements, not really arguments, but just, you know, um, what do you call it? Heated debates, whatever. Mm. Um, we had two arguments about it. <laughs> mm. I really don't remember what the first one was. The first one. My first issue when I found out about it, um, I think, I guess, was 
I think, oh, I know. I think the first one was just that you had done it Mm. um, and I didn't know about it. And really, you know, we talk about this, how, you know, um, they say women raise their daughters and spoil their sons. Mm -hmm. And so in some ways. The um, inverse is true. Yeah. Uh And so I'm just like, she finally is getting to a place where she's earning her own money. She's earning her own way. She does something for herself mm. and then you take that from her like it's okay for her to have used stuff that's what she can afford right now yeah you know and i'm just like uh sir you mm. know we got a two-year rule we got to get this girl up out of here you're not helping well listen that's why it's so important to have balance <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and we have good balance because you know you're going to be the drill sergeant on her and that's cool uh, i'm but, a drill sergeant on everybody but you know <sighs> I'm 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 her dad, and like I just wanted her to have uh, the best available. Yeah, but I I feel like it. You know, did it send a message that her best wasn't good enough? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I that. So we had that conversation, mm-hmm. and then I learned that you did the whole Christmas negotiation, and then the issue came back up. And I was trying to communicate to you that this was a different issue. And you were like, we already talked about this. I already said you were right, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, we talked about the the watch situation in general. Then I learned that you had also said this is your Christmas gift, which means, you know, generally speaking, Christmas is from the both of us. And so I had been cheated out of both the the whole situation and now you know you're stepping in my territory because christmas giving has kind of been my my thing so are so you that a, was a whole different conversation so to be clear you're a territorial person is what you're saying uh like you petty <laughs> not petty <laughs> i was like oh my god like just yes yes i'm territorial and petty okay <laughs> It's not petty. Why is it petty when I do it? But if if you do it, it becomes something different. So like they were two different issues. But of course, you were only hearing them as one, which created another thing. So it was like two for the price of one. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like I said, not a major, major deal. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, just another example of the little things that become you know, can become things and why communication and sharing perspective is so important. Yeah. And and clearing the air. And so from my standpoint, I just want to be clear before we put a bow on this fight of the week, (laughs) we cool now, right? Um, You you didn't had a Coke and a smile and you ready to (laughs) chill out. Where, where, (laughs) where exactly did we land on the Christmas thing? So like, where, there yeah. is no new information that has well occurred. i'm just saying what are we doing going forward like we know that all future christmas conversations means bring the wife in before talking to the children would we agree with that mm, maybe then we ain't got no bow <laughs> <laughs> so i i so I, I it's important to me um to be able to provide gifting to my kids at will outside of your influence and or approval. I do not disagree with that. And with that being the case, we still have opportunity to be able to express a joint Christmas initiative to our, to our kids and families. Uh, but okay. there may be random times where I just want to do something nice for my daughter and I'm just going to do it. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I now know that, and we've now discussed it. Okay. Um, 
I mean, I yeah, I respect that. It was just it was different from what we've done historically, and so it caught me off guard. But of you know, sure, if you want to. But for the record, she got two years. I'm sorry, eighteen <laughs> months. <laughs> After that, y'all get in a place. <laughs> So, Jewel, we all know you're our production assistant and we know you're listening. So we will love to hear what you have to say in uh, podcast shenanigans uh, on live on Thursday. <laughs> What's the big idea? What's the big idea? What's the big idea? What's, What's the, the big, big idea? idea? <laughs> so for today's topic of the day, we're going to be talking about issue spotting uh, in your relationship. There is no such thing as an out of the blue relationship crisis. There are always signs and symptoms that point to larger issues. So blow ups don't just happen. Affairs don't just happen. Abandonment just doesn't happen. There are always preceding issues that were unaddressed thoroughly or ignored altogether that occur well before the drastic outcome happens. Uh, there are always previews to coming attractions when you go into the movies and there are always signs and symptoms to let you know that something's not going right in your relationship. So today I want to share three quick tips to stay ahead of the small issues that will attempt to grow and derail the peace and happiness in your relationship. Love and happiness. Love and happiness. Love and happiness. Uh, and, and, and they are expressed really in three distinct ways of being. Uh, and the first leg of that stool is just being aware. <laughs> I'm sorry. Every time you say leg of a stool, I feel like we just have this room full of like little <laughs> stuff. <laughs> they either three legs, four legs, or maybe five legs. But it's just, it, I just have this visual of the stool room mm. stacked from the floor to the ceiling. Well, thank you for that. I digress. <laughs> so the first leg of that stool uh, is being aware. Okay, so just really being aware. That means that you need to audit your life, uh, write down and review the kinds of behaviors that have a tendency to get under your skin mm. uh, and cause you uh, to experience offense. Uh, be honest about it uh, and get ahead of your triggers uh, so that you can respond and not react. Uh, and also know why these things offend you, because, you know, before you can really release forgiveness to your partner uh, on anything that offended you, you need to understand how the incident made you feel uh, before you can authentically release forgiveness. Mm, that's so good because I, I feel like now we're using our notebook for a journal, mm. um, which I got a journal. So listeners, now you got a journal. Mm. <laughs> Everybody gets a journal because mm. um, I think that that's what's necessary. I, I feel like when you take offense, you know, typically in the moment, it it seems normal, mm -hmm. you know, like you, you have valid reasons for it, you know, and all of that, there's this righteous indignation, yeah. you know, that can rise up. And I think what you're, what you're saying is, you know, even if you're, you can't like, there are definitely some strategies and we teach these um, in the foundation for successful marriages for how to kind of deescalate in the moment. But if you don't have the emotional fortitude to do it, then mm -hmm. um, be willing to, you know, debrief it later. I think, you know, I, I see you do this quite a bit, you know, um, you, you'll go back and, you know, you might not do it like right that second, but 
you know, you let it sink in and will allow that to, you know, adjust your behavior later, which I appreciate about you. Yeah, yeah. So being aware is so important and not locking your feelings out, but really, really being aware uh, is key. Uh, The second leg of the stool, I know you love the legs on stools. (laughs) Uh, It's to acknowledge and capture your feelings, Uh, being both Mm. emotionally intelligent and emotionally aware. Don't suppress, but express. And so what Mm. this looks like uh, for me, for example, don't suppress, express, Express. don't suppress, express. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and what this looks like for me is I have to and and this is a newer practice, get it out of me. Mm. And so that looks like if I'm just putting it down on a, a page. Uh, and capturing it in journal format, just kind of journaling, uh, processing. And then I'm able to look reflectively back over, you know, how thing has, things have tr- uh, transcended over time. Uh, but just being able to be present in the moment, uh, capture it, identify it, uh, and really give it voice and, and, and really speak it into your space. Yeah. And I think um, in that expression, one of the homework assignments we had from an earlier episode this season was about um, self-reflection, mm-hmm. you know, in that reflection, because um, it's so easy. And you say this all the time about confessing your partner's sins, yeah, you know, and so part of that process is to is to go internal mm-hmm. and and try to identify the two percent truth that you contributed mm. or that you may have done, um, and being sure that you're paying attention not only to them. Like if your whole page and your whole list is just them, 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 something wrong. <laughs> yeah, something chances wrong. are you're you're missing an opportunity. Um, to grow, to build intimacy, you know, and to to really mature in your relationship. Yeah, I agree. And on this point of being present and being really emotionally intelligent and emotionally aware, aware, uh, Will Smith actually said something that I appreciated. Uh, it was an acronym he used, uh, love, L-U-V, uh, which stood for listen, understand and validate. Mm. Uh, and so that's part of this process of being uh, first aware and then secondly, being present. Uh, in terms of understanding, you know, the issues that you spot for issues in your relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I really love that feedback from him. Yeah. I, um, I, you probably will talk about this, but I think we, you know, we've been talking about the pressure and tension of, you know, the COVID, COVID, the COVID hmm. <laughs> of the pandemic and what that is doing in relationships and how, you know, it puts a strain. And so I think one of the practices that we've recently um, implemented um, was really to basically have an issues identification mm-hmm. connection point, you mm-hmm. know, on a on a weekly basis, you know, where we sit down and you ask me, you know, what is it that bother has is bothering you or, you know, that I could do to improve in the relationship and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're getting, you know, that direct feedback. And so I think that love acronym is perfect for that moment mm-hmm. where you listen, you know, seek to understand and validate the experience of your partner. Don't have to do anything in that moment. Take it, chew on it, right? And and you can act on it later. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then the third leg of that stool is really just to tie on to what you just mentioned, and that's being intentional. Uh, and so being intentional about uh, addressing issues that you spot in the relationship with your partner. Uh, and so for us, that looks like a facilitated weekly check in, uh, as you just mentioned, where we unearth things so that we're able to uh, 
uh, address and uh, codify and, and get and eradicate anything that you know may start to grow and fester before it becomes this bad sore uh, that's bad for our bodies and not you know serving us well. Uh, and so the encouragement we have for you there is to whatever that looks like for you. We recommend it on a weekly basis. Uh, some check-in point where you're connecting, saying you know how are things going. Uh, for you, what can I do to adjust to be more uh, uh, supportive, uh, more loving, whatever you need uh, for me differently uh, in the relationship? Uh, and I think it's key to note here that you have to this only works if you're authentic. Mm. So you got to be real. You, you, you can't, you know, present a facade. You have to bring your truth into the relationship. Uh, so no elephants in the room. If it's bothering you, give it voice. Don't let it fester. Give it voice. Address it so that it can be resolved. Yeah. And I just want to I'm going to give you a shout out and give a message to the men. This this is probably a little more um, gender stereotypical than than I usually like to be. But um, I think that in our situation, again, because we were kind of finding that we were, you know, arguing and in conflict in more frequency. And, you know, I was, I was frustrated. And one of in my frustration, one of the things I expressed was that, you know, I wanted you to lead, like, if I mess up, or if I go emotional, you don't have to go emotional all the time. Like, you know, I help me, you know, and we do that to each other. But I was just like, I would like to see more leadership from you, um, you know, in this time and in this space. And, um, you were the one that suggested the meetings, you know, um, us and it's something we've done, you know, often over the years. But, you know, you came back, suggested the meetings, scheduled the, the day and time, you know, a new tradition for us um, and and have led the agenda. And. Oh, my God, like it's the sexiest thing in the world to me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, strong woman, you know, um, to her man. Like, I so appreciate that. You know, we um, I'm leading and facilitating and directing all the time. And so it's it, it can be exhausting to feel like you have to do that. Um, in your relationship as well. And so I, I appreciate how you partnered. Um, and, you know, I, I, I share with women all the time, like submission is um, a power. It's a position of power. It's not a position of weakness. And it's so much easier to do, um, you know, when when your guy is, you know, showing up strong and powerful in on behalf of the relationship, mm. not in contrary to it. Mm. I like that. I like that. Thank you. I appreciate that feedback. Yeah. 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 So for homework this week, uh, we want you to connect with your partner to establish a set time each week uh, in which the two of you will review the prior week and any prevailing issues that either of you have deemed uh, to be unresolved that need to you know, have space and, and get airtime mm -hmm. uh, and spend that time unearthing those things and working together. Uh, to resolve and come to a mutual understanding. Yeah, good stuff. Don't let it turn into an argument. If it if it gets heated, you know, pause, come back to it. And even throughout the week, you know, if if you're not getting to resolution, kind of write it down and bring it to the meeting mm -hmm. so that you can employ the love acronym yep. um, and that you're both committing to that process, that you can be heard. Um, remember that you're not you don't have to solve it at that time. 
Um, but, you know, acknowledge it and give each other space to, to kind of let some things sink in so that you can continue to develop. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, and if you find yourself just being really um, stuck in a cycle, that's when you know it's time to reach out. Yeah. Like, don't run, don't walk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, You know, get that objective third party um, input, whether, again, that's a therapist, as a coach, it's a marriage mentor, mm-hmm. um, do something. So, yeah, yeah. You don't have to go it alone. You've got mail. So this week's question comes from Michelle and Michelle says, Dr. and Mrs. Payne, congratulations on your 25th wedding anniversary. My husband and I have been married for six months, but definitely want to get to our 25th. Any advice for newlyweds married under one year? Mm. Mm. Love that. I mean, you get that question a lot. I actually saw someone um, recently posted in social spaces that they had as a tradition to seek out the advice of, you know, um, couples who have were in long relationships as like their annual anniversary tradition, mm. which I thought was a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, we have a whole model yeah. <laughs> built on building a love that lasts. But when I get that question, I think my favorite, you know, go to first is when you're right, admit it when you're wrong, shut up. Mm. Um, because it's, you know, a marathon, not a sprint. And it's just so gracious, right? Like, um, in the spirit of validation, when you are wrong, even if it's 2% wrong, like it just admitting it, acknowledging it helps to bring your, um, ego, your guard, your defense, like all of that stuff, that has no room in mm-hmm. a healthy relationship. Yeah. The more you admit and acknowledge the little things along the way, mm-hmm. the easier it becomes when when it's harder. Yeah. Right. Like if you just make it a practice um of saying, My bad, I'm sorry. Oh my God, that was my fault. Like you build up your muscle yeah. so that you know, when it's really hard, um, you've got it mm-hmm. and you've got some credibility and you've built some trust. So admitting it is like a critical practice. Yeah. And then on the converse, when you're right, they already know. Mm. So you definitely don't want to, you don't have to do the I told you so. You don't have to do any of that, really. Mm-hmm. And that really also builds intimacy because mm-hmm. your partner knows that you know yeah. and that you were gracious enough not to kick them or make a big deal about it. Like when you wrong, admit it. When you right, shut up. Yeah. It, it eliminates the element of there being a winner and a loser Yeah, uh, of you trying to win something or have a tug of war experience. Uh, so that just means you drop the rope. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I, I really like the idea also of just, you know, under six months uh, or married for six months, I believe, uh, patience, time, grace, forgiveness, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all of those things are going to be keys uh, to building and sustaining your relationship over time, uh, because no matter how great things are today, uh, both of you are going to offend each other. Uh, and so the key to a couple's success uh, 
is how well they air and manage their grievances Mm -hmm. because they will occur. Uh, And so I think really just, you know, exercising that patience, giving each other time, space, grace, forgiveness, uh, and really, really, really uh, being cognizant uh, that it's not a competition. You're working together for the health and wellness of a relationship, not each individual. Yeah, I think another one of my favorites is there are no rules, Mm. right? You came, you were raised and came into the relationship with a whole bunch of ideals Mm -hmm. and ideas about what it meant and your partner did as well. And then the the beauty of marriage is that you get to Mm co-create what that means for your union. And it doesn't have to be the way either of you experienced it Mm -hmm. or envisioned it. More than likely, it's going to be a hybrid. Yeah. And so be open to the hybrid. (laughs) I think our catch on that is uh, no roles, just goals. Yeah. You know, you have shared goals to accomplish. Yeah. And and even that shifts like, you know, we make agreements about stuff and three weeks later be like, you know, that's not working no more. (laughs) I changed my mind, you know. So like, of course. The other pieces have fun. Yeah. Like, don't forget to have fun. Schedule the fun. Be intentional about the fun. Um, sex early and often, you know, <laughs> intimacy, date night, all the things. Um, but you want to be building memories. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing that helps you when times get tough mm. is that you've, you know, you've made enough deposits so that when there are the inevitable withdrawals, you've got enough money in there to pull from and take from it. What makes it hard is if, you know, you just pull in, take in withdrawals, taking withdrawals out of your love bank and not putting more in. Mm. So, you know, heavy on the heavy on the fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Well, we're going to call that a show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're a relatively new podcast. Uh, so if you like what you listen to, share it, uh, tap into social spaces, uh, jump into our DMs. Uh, if we can do anything to be of assistance to you and supporting your relationship, reach out. See you. Bye. This is Life, Love and Leadership. The Life, Love and Leadership podcast is a presentation of Marissa Q. Payne International, Dr. James Payne Speaks, and the Foundation for Successful Marriages with Rare Gem Productions. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube to learn more about our guests, show notes, services, events, or to get involved, visit SuccessfulMarriages.org. Life, Love, and Leadership is another positive production of Rare Gem Productions. Thanks for listening.